Hey, everybody, and welcome to this special edition of the Sunshine Boys. I'm Jim Williams, your host. And what we're going to do today is take a look at the two major bowls that will provide us with a national championship game. And, of course, those two bowls are the Sugar Bowl, where it is the third time in three years where Alabama and Clemson face off. It's kind of the rubber match. Of course, Alabama winning the first one, then last year in Tampa, it was uh, a late Clemson charge that put them in the national championship. And so these two now square off in, as I said, game three, the rubber match, uh, in the Sugar Bowl, in a game that will start about 9 o'clock on ESPN on Monday night. Now, also, we'll take a look at the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, where Baker Mayfield, Baker, of course, winning, the Heisman Trophy, so Baker Mayfield and his Oklahoma Sooners will take on the Georgia Bulldogs, Kirby Smart's team. It's the first time Kirby has taken his team to a you know major bowl in this particular case. It's the first time he's ever taken them to a playoff. So Kirby Smart and his Georgia Bulldogs taking on Baker Mayfield and, of course, the very talented Oklahoma Sooners, all right? Well, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to go at this juncture and uh, our special guest today is someone who knows a lot about both of these. He's Sportsbit's Teddy Covers, and Teddy Covers will examine the national semifinal. New Year's Day, number one Clemson, number four Alabama, as they play for the third time in the college football playoff, this time in the Sugar Bowl. Teddy? Sugar Bowl time, Alabama and Clemson, New Year's Day. All the money's come on Alabama so far. The Crimson Tide bet up to minus three, total of 47. In many shops, Clemson opened as a one-point favorite in this ballgame. It's been a steady diet of Alabama, steady tide of Alabama money. That's maybe the appropriate way to phrase it. Of course, these two teams have met in some pretty high-profile games over the last two seasons. 2015, Alabama was minus six and a half. They won 45 to 40. Deshaun Watson brought Clemson in through the back door for that contest. One final TD try to cover the spread. In 2016, Bama with a double-digit lead in the fourth quarter again. Clemson again rallies, this time to win the ballgame. 35-31, they were six and a half point dogs in that ballgame. So the last two years, it's been Clemson six and a half point dogs. This year, the line's adjusted. Clemson only plus three. Of course, you look at the two previous matchups. Clemson outgained Alabama by more than 200 yards in those ballgames. You make an argument they were the better team both years. Uh, but from a point spread perspective, Clemson 2-0 and against the Tide. And that's not unique to Clemson when it comes to their recent bowl history. Dabo has been dynamite. Clemson's fifth-year seniors. Five and one straight up. The only loss coming to Alabama uh, in the uh, championship game two years ago. Six and zero against the spread in bowl games for those fifth year seniors. Six and zero against the number. They've beaten the spread by 115.5 points in those six games. That's 19 more than 19 points per game against the spread for Clemson with extra time repair. That's credit to Dabo and his staff. And again, I mean, total offense, 1,061 to 849 for Clemson uh, in the two national championship games over the last couple of years. Now, the question, of course, is how much of that was Deshaun Watson? He's going to end his rookie season 
as the number four rated uh, quarterback in the NFL in passer rating. Obviously, he didn't play the full season, but he wasn't just good in college. He was pretty good at the next level. Kelly Bryant didn't match that. And you look at the numbers this year compared to last year. Clemson scoring's down. Their total offense is down. Their pass efficiency down. Although, when you look at the numbers for the full season this year, they're down. They're not way down, considering the fact that you lost a QB who proved, turned out to be elite at the NFL level. Um, so, offense wasn't as good. The defense has been dynamite. <laughs> I mean, look at the numbers. Look at that graphic right here. There's a defense that was as good as any in the country last year. This year, they're better. Literally. Stat after stat, scoring defense, total defense, rush defense, the pass efficiency defense declined just a little bit. But the bottom line is Clemson D was really good. Of course, they're playing an opponent in Alabama. That Alabama doesn't beat themselves. Jalen Hurts, 8.7 yards per pass, 15 touchdowns, only one uh, INT for the campaign. Hurts only had one interception. The team only lost four fumbles. Alabama didn't lose a whole lot of turnover battles <laughs> this season. As usual. And of course, Hertz, you know, last year he was a frosh, 7.3 yards per pass. This year, 8.7. Alabama's got good depth at running back and Harrison Scarborough, you know, 19 rushing touchdowns between them. There's a missing link for Alabama this year. And I think it was pretty obvious in the loss to Auburn as much as anything else. There's no number two playmaker. You know, they have Calvin Ridley. Ridley had 55 catches, 896 yards, only three touchdowns. No other player on the team, no wide receiver, no tight end, caught more than 14 passes. That was a running back, Scarborough. You know, that gives Alabama some issues if they have to throw the football. When you have one downfield threat, that's not enough. Of course, there's no flaws on this defense to exploit. Number one in the nation in scoring, number two in total D, number three against a run, number two in pass efficiency. We've seen shootouts, high-scoring shootouts between these two teams each of the last two years, I wouldn't be surprised at all if this meeting takes a very different bent. These are elite defenses. They're offenses with some holes. I'm looking for Clemson and Alabama to be a relatively low-scoring game. I expect it to stay under the total. Before we uh, talk football about the Rose Bowl game, of course, Oklahoma and Georgia getting together in what is going to be an outstanding game, Let's take a little time and talk to Kevin Henschold of Sodexo Magic. He's the general manager for them at the Rose Bowl. Uh, this is his eighth Rose Bowl game. Everyone gets better. He, of course, is the man who is in charge of the food and the care and feeding of the 91,000 people at the big uh, game out there in Pasadena. And, uh, you know, it is, as we said, the granddaddy of them all. Kevin, uh, does the fact that the Rose Bowl's history put any pressure on you and your fine staff out there at Sodexo Magic? It's certainly not another day at the office. It's something we plan for all year long. Uh-huh. It, is a, it, is a, it is a game that we know that millions and millions of people are watching, mm-hmm. uh, whether they see what everybody's eating or not. Uh, we feel we're on the world stage. Mm-hmm. And we try to step up every year and improve everything that, or uh, improve everything that we do yearly. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a great challenge. It's something that we at Sodexo Magic take very seriously. I've done this. This will be my eighth Rose Bowl game, and I think everyone's been better. Mm-hmm. So, from a you know food standpoint, one of the things um, 
I know that everybody is excited about is um, you've got two of the best teams in the country in Georgia and Oklahoma. And my understanding yeah. is that uh, you guys have created something uh, that might be very tasty for both the University of Georgia fans as well as the folks uh, from OU. So why don't you tell me a little bit about that as well? Yeah, and I'll give you a little back history. Last year we started a challenge, and it was the uh, cheesesteak challenge. We had Penn State and uh, USC, so we had the uh, traditional Philly versus our twist on a Cali cheesesteak. We kept track. Okay. Uh, we saw how many of each sold, um, and we had fun with it at a couple of our locations, one in the Fan Fest and one on the public concourse. Uh, the Cali beat out the Philly at the end, probably because there are more SC fans here, but it was a, it was a great thing. We decided to do it again this year with a, a burger challenge. Uh, this year we have the 1943 burger and the 2003 burger, and we came to those names because uh, last time George was in the Rose Bowl, they won in 1943. So we designed a burger that we thought would appeal to the Georgia fans. Uh, it's a half-pound burger topped with uh, grilled onions, fried green tomato, and pimento cheese. The 2003 burger, the last time o uh, Oklahoma was here and won, mm -hmm. uh, our burger there is the uh, half-pound burger with some pulled pork, crispy onions, and American cheese. We will have a uh, running clock on that. Uh, we're asking the fans to vote for which one they like uh, at uh, Sodexo, on Twitter at Sodexo USA. You know, it's funny, um, given that Oklahoma and Georgia, you know, uh, travel well, it's it's going to be, I think that one might be um, very interesting to see how close it was. It's not like the SC situation where you got a little bit of a home field advantage in that case. I think, you know, whoever yeah. travels best will end up getting it. I, I think so, but we won't be able to tell which is which by looking at an overview. Everybody's red. Yeah, Everybody's exactly. Everybody's wearing red. <laughs> No question about that. Um, you know, how about special diet situations? Uh, you know, a lot of people come to games nowadays and um, they come there, you know, maybe they're a vegetarian, maybe they're vegan. What, um, what do you guys do under circumstances like that? Yeah, and, that's, and, that, and our challenge here is that, and most people wouldn't realize, we do not have a full service kitchen at the Rose Bowl. Everything that we do has to be prepared right at the at the point of sale. Right. Um, so we bring in quite a few um, partner restaurants in the local area. Spireworks, mm -hmm. which is donor, um, Chicken Bowls. Uh, there's uh, Melissa's uh, Produce. Um, mm -hmm. We have a farm to fan nacho that you can go meatless on. House fried chips. Mm -hmm. um, very popular item, uh, and that's that's quite a bit of what we do uh, on the specialty mm -hmm. items. You know, one of the things that that you all have that's both a curse and a blessing in some regards, I suppose, is that, um, and obviously working with those local uh, vendors are important. There's no question about that. Um, but let me ask you a quick question with regard to the Rose Bowl parade itself. Does that cause any, uh, I mean, it, that's a, a massive undertaking with a number of people in, that uh, take over Pasadena. Does the logistics of the Rose Bowl and the logistics of the Rose Parade in any way, shape, or form affect how things go? 
it's very important you know it's very important that uh, our staff on game day which will be 13 to 1500 strong uh, mm -hmm. many of them being volunteers follow the instructions on the back of their parking pass or right. they'll get caught up in the rose parade traffic um, as you know I mean I'll get here at about four in the morning mm -hmm. on game day on, on the first and if I don't follow the instructions on the back of my parking pass, I am not going to make it to the bowl until eight or nine in the morning. So um, it's just everybody in a car in Southern California, imagine them all trying to converge onto Pasadena to, for the start of the parade at, I think, eight in the morning and then right. the game at games at two. Right. So you don't have a lot of a window there to, to mess up in that regard. Absolutely. Let's, let's talk about, um, some of the out, uh, goodness, I, there's a there's an interesting hot dog that you have that uh, I was reading about that you might want to talk about. It's uh, it's a little bit of a different thing from the standpoint of your regular. Uh, you want mustard or ketchup on that? Yeah, you know, a few years back we were uh, playing around with what we could top a hot dog with, and mm -hmm. uh, we tried quite a few different things. We settled on. A, uh, a cavatappi mac and cheese, mm -hmm. along with some pulled pork, bacon, and barbecue sauce, a quarter pound hot dog on a seeded bun. And then we had to come up with the name and, and being, and this was for the Rose Bowl game, uh, yeah. we decided that with the Rose Bowl being the granddaddy of them all, we called it the granddaddy mm -hmm. dog. Um, that became so popular that we have now incorporated that item into our menu at UCLA games, concerts, and all other events that we have here at the Rose Bowl Stadium throughout the year. Sounds like a good plan. Now it's it's something that I I have to have at least one of every game. <laughs> well that's fair enough. Come on. You know, it would be it would not be right if you didn't. Yeah, that's uh, right. But you've you got to represent, right? If you don't eat your own food Certainly. who would right. It's um you know, I think that a lot of people do not understand that now, you know, we've got a foodie type society. I mean, everybody is in many ways um, very food conscious and um, and going to um, a sporting event is just as much a food event these days as it is a sporting event. It is. We, uh, we, and, and our partnerships with the local restaurants we're, we're constantly bringing in we're constantly looking for and trying to attract new restaurants um we mm -hmm. being ucla's home field we'll look at uh, westwood to see right. if there are any interesting uh restaurants down there where the where the students are going to that that may be interested in coming in and i think i mentioned earlier spireworks is mm -hmm. one of them um another one that we're uh, thrilled about this year is we opened in the stadium uh, mm -hmm. and we're operating at a dog house d-o-g-h-a-u-s it's a uh -huh. it's a uh, brand uh, brick and mortar store that started in pasadena and now they're opening up throughout the country um, and it's a special twist on hot dogs a special blend of hot dog um, on hawaiian king rolls and we have three or four of their items uh, and and dedicated an entire concession stand to Doghouse, um, mm -hmm. and there is it's our busiest stand every game. Well, the what the with the uh, 
I don't know, 41st, 41st uh, uh, renovation of the uh, of that wonderful building out there. Uh, it seats, what, about 91, 92,000 now? I haven't counted every seat, but yeah, I think you're pretty close. Yeah, it's not, it's not, it's not, I guess my point is it's no longer at 100,000, it's a little under 100,000. Yeah, and I think the, the, the expansion of the uh, pavilion right. uh, with suites and such has, has cut into some of that. And, I, and right. you know, maybe back in the day, and I, I don't go that far back, it may have been bench seats all around. That's not the case. No, now, it, it was 100% bench seats. All the way around. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, it was a, you know, when, when the Rose Bowl, was in its early stages. It was a traditional, you know, um, stadium that um, didn't have seat backs, didn't have any of that stuff. It was a, a flat out plank. You know, you sat on the <laughs> plank, and that's that was it. And and you know, you're lucky to have a seat on that plank. Um, but you know, I'm not saying um, that cutting down the seating was a bad thing, and probably was a very good thing. And and uh, the iteration, this year's iteration of the um, the Rose Bowl, when you go to the game and you watch Ohio, I'm sorry, Oklahoma take on uh, uh, Georgia, uh, you'll be sitting in a stadium and watching a game in a stadium and having it, um, access to food at a stadium that, frankly, uh, five years ago wouldn't have happened. That, that's true. And, uh, or, you know, you talk about the planks. I remember talk, sitting on a plank at the 1993 Super Bowl that mm -hmm. took place here. Uh, but you're right. Um, I got here eight years ago, and you could get a hot dog or nachos, right? And maybe some barbecue. But that is not the case anymore. Uh, we have everything from, like I said, donor to uh, pupusas to Vietnamese sandwiches, um, and our favorites that we're making the, the granddaddy dog and the farm to fan nachos and. Um, things like that, the, the burger battle I talked about earlier. Right. Well, it's according to um, some of the wonderful information that your team sent me, there's some stats for you folks, 65,000 bottles of, uh, of water or cups of beer are going to be sold on game day, 18,000 of them you say will probably be water, 18,000 hot dogs, including 1,500 or more of the granddaddy dogs. Uh, 15,000 souvenir cups with team logos, 7,500 pretzels, and 4,700 nachos, including 1,200 of your farm-to-fan nachos. So that's just a few of the, um, you know, things that uh, that will be on uh, display and on sale and uh, under consumption, I guess would be the best way of putting it, on, on game day. Um, it's, uh, it really is an undertaking and... Uh, um, you know, with the concessionaires that you will have there and, and going through it, it's it's a phenomenal event. And, um, you know, again, as I said before, I think it's a testament to what you guys do because, you know, we have now a food society that just enjoys, uh, you know, designer food, and you guys bring it to them. We certainly do. We're proud of it. Uh, another thing we're real proud of is that we – operate all of our concession stands um, that, that Sodexo Magic operates directly with mm -hmm. volunteer groups. Mm -hmm. uh, giving back to the community, uh, we're able to give them a portion of their sales every event um, with local uh, 501c3 groups, uh, whether they be churches or high schools or 
um, community groups of any sort and you know giving back to the community is important to us well you know what you're talking about Sodexo one of the things and you just mentioned it not that you know long ago in our interview is that you also incorporate the local um, the local restaurants into your um, you know into your uh, into the Rose Bowl event and into you know there during the during the UCLA season and other event seasons. And I think that is something that uh, is, is an outstanding opportunity because if you're from Southern California, you're going to, you're going to be comfortable going to the stadium and going to a restaurant you've been to before. Certainly. And we have quite a few Pasadena based and just uh, Valley based restaurants mm-hmm. that, that we partner with. Uh, there's 10 to 12 of them that we partner with every every event, whether it be the Rose Bowl game or a UCLA game or a concert. Well, let me give you one little quick bit of trivia. Um, the uh-huh. person the person who first, no, 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 not, that's not a trivia question. Um, the person who actually started that concept of bringing local restaurants and local um, uh, fare, if you will, into their events was the late Jack Kent Cook when uh, when he was opening the forum in Inglewood. He literally hated the hot dogs so badly <laughs> that he was getting <laughs> that uh, at the Laker games that he Shelley Saltzman, who was the president of the Lakers at the time, tells the story that he looked at Shelly and said, there's got to be somebody in the city of Los Angeles makes better hot dogs than this. And, uh, and so Shelly went out and they began the process of working with local restaurants in Los Angeles to engage them into the forum. And that was the first um, wave, if you will, in 1972 of bringing people in, uh, you know, restaurants in and other people into, uh, either professional or, for that matter, a college situation because it had never been done before. So actually, you're right at the epicenter of where it started, right there in Southern California. I recall that. I've gone to many a lake. I grew up in Southern California. I've gone to many a Laker and King game at the Forum. Um, And I remember enjoying some of those local restaurants. Well, those are stories told to me by Shelley Saltman and the the late and wonderful uh, Dr. Ernie Vandeway, who... um, passed away uh, not too long ago. And Ernie, for many years, was the doctor of the, uh, the team doctor for the Los Angeles Lakers. But if you know anything about Ernie Vandeway, and I strongly suggest that everybody Google him, um, he was the closest thing to the associate general manager of the, of the uh, Lakers for, for many years. But um, that's another story for another time. What would be the perfect day for you uh, on the – you know, on when it's all said and done, about six o'clock, I guess, on, uh, you know, after the game is over. Well, you know, at the end of it, my day will start about four in the morning. And uh, the game should be over uh, at around six, between 5.30 and six o'clock. Um, Including commercials, you know, TV commercial. (laughs) Yeah, quite a few. I think, I think, uh, I think it's a, a longer game than normal. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the thing that I enjoy at the end of the day, and the most one of the most important things to me is that everybody worked safely. You know, safely. Nobody mm-hmm. got hurt. Everybody got fed. Everybody's going home um, happy. Um, and then I see the uh, Pasadena Hot Meals program van come in and pick up all mm-hmm. the leftover food. And then we're able to feed the community, um, which we do after every event. Mm-hmm. Um, that warms my heart when I see anything that we have left over going to that charitable cause, which is one of the great causes in the city of Pasadena. That That's a great point. And uh, the fact is that you guys do that after every event, be it a UCLA event or be it the Rose Bowl, is uh, is great because you can feed a number of people um, who wouldn't uh, otherwise have a meal. And I think that's um, very laudable on you guys' standpoint. Well, thank you. It's very important to uh, our company, Sodexa Magic, and myself. Okay, look, we've, you know, this is a sports deal, right? So you're not going to get away from here without giving me a prediction. <laughs> um, now, UCLA is not in it. So that from that standpoint, we don't have to worry about that. And by the way, congratulations to Chip Kelly um, for going back to the Pac-12. And I think that UCLA is going to have a lot of fun with Chip uh, at the helm. And um, we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, UCLA should be uh, doing well. But it's Georgia and it's Oklahoma. And uh, you actually have... Um, the Heisman Trophy um, in your building in uh, the quarterback from Oklahoma himself. Um, any thoughts on uh, who you think might pull this one out, Georgia or well, Oklahoma? I'm not going to root. I'm not going to root for one team or the other, but I see Baker Mayfield throwing a touchdown in overtime to win the game. All right. Well, that's fair. All right. There you go. That? Baker may be exciting for everybody. Um, you give me a, a, a nugget there. Uh, and the go, the game going to overtime will uh, hopefully mean that there'll be more dogs sold um, <laughs> as people get more excited. So absolutely thank fun. And, and I truly thank you for the uh, opportunity. Um, how can folks get in touch with you all? Um, should they wish to find out more about, uh, you know, what you're doing in Pasadena and the events? Cause I know there's, we have a lot of um, a lot of fans in the Southern California area out there um, who listen to us and who are very kind to us uh, throughout the year. So, if you're out in Southern California and you want to check out what's going on at the Rose Bowl and, and with Sodexo out there, um, how can they get in touch? Well, again, I think it's through Twitter is the best. If they have any questions or comments, Sodexo okay. uh, uh, at Sodexo USA. Okay. Um, and Sodexo Magic has its own website as well. Uh, not particularly for the Rose Bowl, but uh, for the company itself. Those of you who don't understand, uh, we are partnered with Magic Johnson, and we call ourselves the Magic Show here at uh, the Rose Bowl. Good. Again, thanks so much for your time. I hope that everything goes well. I'm sure it's going to be a fun day and a fun game. Uh, Having attended and and, uh, worked about, oh, goodness, five Rose Bowl games and two Rose Bowl parades. I, I have a great deal of of affection for the Pasadena area and for those two major events. And um, I wish you nothing but the best. Uh, I appreciate it, Jim. Thank you very much. I love the opportunity. Thank you. After this word from Alfa Romeo, Teddy Covers will return as he previews the big game 
between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Oklahoma Sooners at the Rose Bowl on New Year's Day. When you look for things, when you search the polished showrooms, the markets, the runway shows, you are looking for me. Beyond luxury and status, beyond capability and utility, you are looking for me. And when you dream, when you dream of an SUV existing far beyond the ordinary, an SUV steeped in performance, infused with passion, artistic beyond description, you unknowingly dream of me. I am the end of your search, your drive, your dream. I am what you live for. I am the Alfa Romeo Stelvio. The first sport utility vehicle created by Alfa Romeo. For today, it's big game breakdowns. Where are we going to start? The granddaddy of them all. The Rose Bowl, January 1st. Georgia against Oklahoma. Sooners, minus two and 60 as we record against the Georgia Bulldogs. This is Oklahoma in the playoffs. Second time in the last three years. The first time, they got killed by Clemson, 37-17 to 17, uh, in that ballgame. Uh, in the fifth year, for the fifth-year seniors, Oklahoma's four bowl games, two and two straight up, two and two against the spread. They played some big game games. Clemson twice, Alabama, and Auburn in those bowls. They've done all right splitting them out. For Georgia... They're on a 3-0 and straight up and against the spread bowl run. They beat TCU last year, 31-23, to plus three, the first bowl in the Kirby Smart era for the Bulldogs. We break down these two teams. Look, it really comes down to a single fundamental matchup. <laughs> Baker Mayfield versus an elite defense. And Mayfield's numbers are phenomenal. They stack up well with any QB in NCAA history. Three seasons at Oklahoma, more than 12,000 passing yards, 10.7 yards per attempt, 117 touchdowns to 20 uh, INTs. That's Heisman worthy. And Mayfield obviously uh, getting the hardware this past December. But when Mayfield has stepped up against quality defenses, think about the two bowl losses, both the Clemson. Wasn't pretty for the Oklahoma offense or for Baker Mayfield. And, of course, we talk about this Georgia defense. It might be the best defense that Baker Mayfield has seen since the last time he faced Clemson. Look at the graphic right here. Georgia defense, scoring, total defense, rush defense, pass efficiency D, all elite numbers. But this wasn't a banner year for the SEC, not for any stretch of the imagination. And when you think back at Georgia's season, you go through game by game, who have they faced that can do what Oklahoma does offensively? Well, you say maybe the game in Auburn. You remember that first meeting at Auburn? Not the second meeting when Auburn was a little bit flat after beating Alabama. The first meeting at Auburn wasn't pretty for that Georgia defense. Kirby Smart, quote, I can't say specifically that he's, Baker Mayfield, is like anyone because he's such a good athlete and he's got such a thick build. He stretches the defense and extends plays, and he's not afraid to make any throws. 
He's like Brett Favre, except he's obviously a better athlete, but he's got that gunslinger mentality, the pageantry and the passion that he plays with. That's really what college football is all about. So the question for Georgia, you know, Georgia's got a frosh QB, not a senior QB. And now Jake Fromm was good, really good. 9.5 yards per pass attempt, 21 touchdowns against five interceptions. And I still remember the quote prior to Georgia's trip to Notre Dame with Fromm behind center. And Kirby Smart's like, this kid, whether they asked if he was ready, he's like, this kid was born ready. He's as confident as any freshman that I've ever seen. Fromm was real good, but now it's a situation where he's competing with the Heisman winner. I would think Georgia's game plan's got to be simple. Ground and pound. They want to keep Baker Mayfield off the field. And when you look at their running backs, they might have the best running back trio in the country in Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, and Andre Swift. Look at the numbers in these guys. Chubb's the weakest at 6.2 yards per carry. <laughs> uh, 29 rushing touchdowns between them. When you have that kind of a running game, you can take the pressure off your Frosh QB. I know it wasn't a banner year for the SEC, but I'm playing this one. Georgia's probably the side I'll be looking at. That brings to a close yet another edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. If you haven't subscribed to us, it's easy enough done. You can get us at the iTunes store at Google Play. You can get us at uh, Blog Talk Radio. You can get us as part of the Stitcher app, which is uh, one of the best out there for podcasts. Plethora of different types of podcasts all in the Stitcher app. And if you're one of the 130 million people, myself included, who subscribe to the wonderful TuneIn app, uh, you can get the Sunshine Boys podcast. All you have to do is type us in, the Sunshine Boys. Up it pops, hit favorite, and you're following the Sunshine Boys right here. And you get a new edition of the show every week sent to your phone or to your tablet, okay? So five different places to get the Sunshine Boys for free. So subscribe today, all right? Well, special thanks, of course, to Sports Bits, Teddy Covers, who broke down the big four for us, uh, the Sugar Bowl game and, of course, the Rose Bowl game. Also, as always, very special thanks as we talk food with the wonderful folks at um, Sodexo Magic. And, of course, that means general manager Kevin Hanghold. And uh, we just hope that you uh, follow Sodexo Magic on social media and vote for your favorite uh, team's you know, um, burger as uh, they try to figure out at the end of the day who wins. And you can do that on Twitter. At Sodexo, that's S-O-D-E-X-O-U-S-A. That's Sodexo, S-O-D-E-X-O-U-S-A. And uh, make a vote out there for which team Sperger you think makes the most sense and is the best, all right? Okay, until next time, I'm Jim Williams saying enjoy the games, and we will talk to you about pro football next time around and probably take a look, no doubt, at the upcoming uh, national championship game. So until then, take care and have a very safe and happy New Year's. 